0: Are we making this a Monday episode just because we're already recording? it? If Monday. you can
1: edit in time. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. I guess that's where we are then. Monday Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Monday on Game of Owns. There is quite a large crew of us today.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we, we got this uh, Volkswagen bus out of the garage and tuned it up, and uh, we just went for a little joyride, but uh, in our travels, we picked up, uh, you know, we kept uh, picking up some guys on the side of the road who... Uh, all had, like, uh, armor and chain mail, and we, we look really good now, barreling down the highway as we record this show.
0: Yeah, we scavenged the dead among them, and who we did find left over from our massively large email chain is six bodies and six souls to bring you this episode on a brave Monday. I guess this is the last Monday before season four begins. Oh, no. So should we welcome everyone? Don't all speak at once.
2: <laughs> welcome. We
0: have our good friend marco hear me war from winter is
3: coming
1: hello everyone nice to
0: be back we have our good friend oz of thrones from winter is coming
3: greetings gentlemen how are we
0: (laughs) we are great and of course we have a new friend of ours a mr patrick allen we shall call him patty cakes for today (laughs) on our fine program from Fansided, who has joined us pleasantly before our new season begins
4: really excited to be here i feel like i'm with yoren off to the wall oh
5: wait so who's yoren which one of us Ooh. Please make it be Ooh. Micah. It's got to
4: be Micah. <laughs>
2: we're, we're on the road. We're on the road to, to season four, as you say. Less than a week left. It is unbelievable. The last eight months, do they not just fly by, guys? Come on.
1: Well, it was slow in the beginning. I have to say that. But uh, no, the pa- the past few weeks, man, I, I I remember seeing the first trailer. And now we're here a week away from
2: the premiere. Just Micah and Zach and myself, we delve right into the uh, the second book in the series. And these books... You know, being 80 chapters long as they are, really held us over, really bridged the gap quite nicely. Before we knew it, it was, you know, February, and we only had two months to wait.
0: I think the listeners of this show, and also us making the show, and also you guys working on WIC, have a slightly different situation because we're kind of entrenched with it year round. But I'd like to think that everyone listening kind of got to share in that experience with us, if not the entire experience, because we've had people writing in that have been either binge catching up with the episodes or who literally were staggering the entire year long like us. And I think now the long wait has crawled to a very slow halt and we're almost here now.
4: I, I think you guys doing the show, sp- speaking as a fan uh, who, who, who sort of was a fan of, of goo and, and then of wick. Uh, having the show to to listen to during the off season or or as you guys call it your on season, um, is it, you know it really helps you bridge the gap, especially when you're producing so many episodes of the show. You kind of feel like you're even though you know your show is not Game of Thrones, it kind of feels like Game of Thrones. You're talking about Game of Thrones. It really helps get you through as a fan that period of not having anything to watch, and then the season's so short. That um you right know, you're you're doing a community service here I think <laughs> that's really it's important
2: that's well, kind of you um you're right I mean it is only 10, 10 weeks from now we'll be sitting on the other end of this season going man that was awesome but uh, we got another eight months <laughs> or nine or however long it takes uh, with the next season
0: yeah no I mean. Depending on how the episodes are staggered for holidays and stuff this year, either way, it's going to be a good – I don't know if you can call it the Game of Thrones off season when the show is on, but it kind of – I don't know if it feels like that. But it's, it's certainly different because so much of our content is there rather than us having to create it ourselves.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to start seeing this. And I think we should go around the room because last time we did this, it turns out I was the only one who hadn't seen the new season, so – Marco, have you have you seen the new show?
1: No, looks like that uh, there is nothing this year here in the Netherlands, so I haven't been treated to any previews, sadly.
2: Well, I'll just uh, I'll just stand next to you then.
1: Good, good, there's space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Ars, oh. have you
2: seen any of it yet?
1: no stand next to me too i haven't seen
3: a thing oh, uh you know oh, nice. i'm in the i'm in the southeastern united states you know we have barely we barely have cell service here so running water right running water <laughs> uh i gotta go clean the outhouse when we get done so <laughs> you know no I, I haven't seen anything i haven't heard anything i stay away from the stuff but i was incredibly jealous I mean how many of you guys have seen it like I, I know zach you said you've seen it and uh who else no, I, not guess I just just me, Zach and Micah, and last episode we had Rachel who had
2: seen it, but
3: right, Rachel was at the bar. So class. That,
2: that was three against one. Now it looks like it's two against three or four. Two against four. three. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
0: wanted to bring up really quick before we get going, cause, because because Oz, you've been writing. How many? different entities have we had come forward of your looking forward series so far this year because now you just posted your most recent one last week and it's been an entire year-long process but i know for you that must be strange knowing that you'll no longer be looking for it you're gonna be actually in the middle of it coming sunday night
3: yeah you know it was uh... you know it was kind of an idea that uh... me and you know me and phil put together and you know it just kind of made sense and there's so many you know the the cool thing is is that you know for an unsullied you know non-book reader there there there's so many aspects to the storyline where i mean you can talk about you know 10 12 15 different storylines and you can you know you can get off into tangents on how everything may turn out and so it you know yeah they were time consuming to write but but they were relatively easy to write even though you're still talking about only one television show which is very very strange i mean i try to imagine doing that with you know like four characters on a you know scandal or something i don't know i I don't watch scandal but the things that can happen on the show are just uh you know numberless and you know i could have gone on for a long time it was just uh it seemed that uh 10 was a good you know 10 was a good number 10 episodes and um you know i had a few little throw-ins there and you know everybody seemed to react to it pretty well i was you know extremely happy to do it and as long as it's entertaining somebody and not uh pissing off the sullied too bad then i'll you know i'll keep doing it
0: i'm trying to i'm, I'm looking up your thing right now let me see the first the when when you pers- posted your first one this year i had to like go really far back
3: yeah, it
1: was it was back in july
3: yeah that's right it was uh the combination of liza the little finger i uh i have this obsession with liza and um i can't really explain it other than you know a, a seven or eight year old boy Breastfeeding is is a little interesting, but but the, but the whole the eerie and the you know the the moon door and and wanting to see the little man fly and. Uh, hopefully seeing that again in season four, like I'm, I'm just, I'm ecstatic about it. Just, just that storyline alone, strangely enough. But, but that's pretty much me. So, do you, do you think, uh, do you think he's still nursing? Good question. I asked that in uh, in this past one that I wrote. uh, You know whether he graduated up to some type of uh, (laughs) Westeros formula or if he's on a, you know, if he's if he's on a sippy cup now or you know what the deal is. So I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Baelish, you know kind of entertains that. Um He always has some wisecrack about it. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's just, a, I don't know, a very, very interesting aspect of the show. And I can't wait to see that, that location again.
0: I just think it's interesting. I'm looking at the Times posted. And, yeah, it was back on July 3rd of 2013. And now your most recent one went up on the 25th of March. And now we're, now we're moving into the oblivion. Who knows what's next? I'm just, I, I really honestly, guys, sitting here talking to all of you, knowing that this is the episode that we sort of had last year right before the uh, premiere of season three, I kind of described it in the email as a deep breath before we go under this absolute undertaking. And, uh, I am, I'm just thinking about this past year that we've had outside of the episodes, knowing that this is basically the episode beforehand. I don't know if we should let this one in I think this should be a three hour like episode where we just basically talk about stories around the campfire that that really treated us well over the past year
2: well I, I liked your idea about the collective deep breath we should really do that together <sighs> I, mean, I mean some of us are covering it you know for for, for our various websites and uh, you know and we're all kind of strung up and we've seen all these trailers and all these images and the the unsullied really have no idea and the sullied are just can't wait. Um, it feels good to to let out some of this uh, pent-up excitement here.
0: Well, seeing what I've seen from Season 4, and I'm going to have an actual thing that I I formally write about it on the site this week. Mm -hmm. I've been permitted that thus far. That's gone okay and green-lighted. But um, seeing what I've seen of Season 4 thus far, um, what I can say just in reflection of the the end of Season 3 is just the beautiful advancement of how everything looks and feels. I just think that we're we're finally getting into maybe the more serious meet where the showrunners and the people that make this program are, are much more confident in their abilities and are trying more things that are interesting, and I think it's just starting to really work out. And honestly, I think we got to see a lot of that in Season 3 and how some of that was handled, and thinking specifically of the Red Wedding. But um, I think we're going to see that same kind of care and uh, intensity moving forward, I really do.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I always find it, interesting as we head into the season, knowing what's to come more or less. I mean, storylines have certainly been altered and, you know, they've been changed in some ways for the better, but just in other cases because of timing. Um, But I just really enjoy going through it and watching those who, you know, haven't read the books or, or not as far along in the series, you know, what the reaction is. And, you know, so it's, Eric always has his popular popular theories that tend to come up, um you know as the season goes on and then it's funny to watch whether or not they play themselves out normally they don't um, you know
2: it's not so much theories as a list of grievances <laughs> it's against <laughs> against the things you won't tell me what happens but sometimes my own will is, is I think that's
5: a great segue though because you were at an event um earlier this week and you must have been drinking a fair amount because you texted me and you wanted to know something that was going to happen later on in the series. And I, in a way, refused to tell you. Um, this, this
2: was like the situation on The Last Goo with Rachel that we did where every, it turns out everyone had seen the new season. And I was just like, what? What's going on here? What? I, I felt left out. I was at a, a – di- was just, just a, a dinner conversation. Um, we, we had this beautiful feast. You guys should um, definitely check out the write-up I did. There was this uh, brewery, Almagong mm-hmm. – um and Lakeshore Beverage in Chicago combined and did this release party for their Fire and Blood Ale. It's the third in the series of Game of Thrones beers. Um, but we were middle through this feast and it was themed like the Red Wedding. Um, so there were there was this just huge feast, turkey and chicken and every everything you could ever think to hope. Anyway, what? we were in the middle of dinner and somebody for somehow it came out that there was more to Catelyn Stark's story that apparently has yet to be told in the series. Well,
5: clearly they've been drinking too much, too. They don't know what they're talking about.
2: Little things like that, you really have to be careful going out on the town being unsullied, as it turns out, to these Thrones events, because stuff like that comes. And that, But the, the, the deal was, I asked Micah, and he says, why don't you ask your girlfriend? <laughs> and I, I and who was next to me. And I said, do you know what happens? So she says, yeah, I, I read it too. And my girlfriend hasn't read the books either, but it turns out yet again, everybody knows but, but me, you. this plot element that apparently is to come in this series. Very, very interesting stuff. But I'm trying to just toe the line. You know, if I have something spoiled for me, the odds are that I don't know the where or the when, or the why. I may know one of those three things, but it's never all three of those things. And so I think if you look at it that way, I'm able to go into season four being fairly unsullied. I I don't know about you guys if you have any of those... Plot points possibly partially spoiled for you. Well,
4: I'm I'm a I'm a I'm sullied. I've I've read all the books. I'm on my second pass through them. But I can tell you that um I I don't know how you do it, Eric. I I would be just terrified all the time of having it be ruined it for me. I mean, when 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 Deathly Hallows came out, I remember I I was in New York and I went and I got the book and I like I got on the train and there was it was weird because there were all these people on the train reading Harry Potter, you know, at midnight, which is just a strange thing to see. In New York City, and I took it back to my apartment and I turned off my phone and would not answer like would not talk to anybody and put on a pot of coffee until I came out until I was done like it was literally yeah. like I, like I was went into seclusion, and I can't imagine I was so paranoid about reading anything on the internet for fear of being spoiled so i i don't know how you do it being such a big fan of of thrones to to just just brazenly walk out there with with at any moment somebody could just run up to you and tell you that you know uh bran turns into an eagle and
0: and all that kind of giving our listeners ideas on the upcoming live shows (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) i'm gonna hold my ears i'm never
2: gonna show up on those
0: what about you marco
1: oh i'm solid i i know everything and I guess because we follow it so closely with the development and all the trailers and al- analyzing all the stills, we even get at least slightly spoiled in terms of the new plot elements they're bringing in or the shortcuts they're taking in their uh, dif- different subplots. So sadly, we know approximately what to expect that is there in the show that's not in the books. But hey, I'm same as as you, Eric. We don't know exactly how they're gonna pull that off. So. That's also something to look forward to.
3: Uh, Completely. Absolutely. 100 percent. I have been let in on one little thing that might happen this season that that I think is very, very minor. It happens to a minor character, so I'm not really all that concerned with it. But I mean, it's like uh, it's like Eric said, I mean, you, you just have to tread very, very lightly and, you know, as much as you'd like to look around for news and information, you really have to stop yourself and go, No, I mean, because somebody is going to somebody's gonna do something.
0: Well I'm thinking specifically of our readers when I think about the kinds of people that are as um what's the word? Involved as we are when it comes to coverage and, and news and, you know, we, we have commentary of things that are happening on this podcast and et cetera, et cetera. But I think that people that are sullied especially are able to follow those same cues that you are Marco and deduce the sorts of things that will be happening. But I think that it's clear now knowing all of that moving forward that the real magic, and I think everyone knows this, but it's fun to say, is seeing exactly how they do portray this kind of story that we've already read and already been sullied on in so many different ways actually on screen, like seeing what they literally do put together in this conversation, what lines they do add and what things that, they see are important enough to put money into
5: exactly yeah i like what marco said though too because you know even for those of us who are sullied you know simple things like titles of episodes you know it they more likely will immediately resonate with us than people who haven't read the books i mean people who haven't read the books can certainly speculate on it but for us it's it's a little bit of a nod to say oh, great, they're definitely including this in the show, or you know, as you're going through and you're reading descriptions, you get excited knowing that things that you were really excited about reading are actually going to be on the screen.
2: Well, I think the mark of a good episode title, too, is that it can mean several things. Yep. Um, I mean, recently the finale title was released uh, as being The Children, and I'm thinking, well, children are very important in the show. You know, it's the lineage and the heirs and all that, so maybe – I don't know, maybe the episode before all the adults died in the whole kingdom and it's all the kids <laughs> who are left. Or it could mean Children of the Forest. Everybody knows I love those guys. Um, it could mean a ton of things. And so we still don't exactly know until afterwards when we're able to say, man, that title, that was so good.
0: I mean, we've been spoon-fed bits of detailed information and also premieres, you know, things to keep us occupied in this realm while the season is not here yet and that has also been i think just fodder for people like us to obsess over and you know episode tiles being released ahead of time things like that are for people like us that that need to draw conclusions out of it before it's here
3: so like uh, i have a question for the sully guys Ooh, is that cool dangerous 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 i I know i know i'm not gonna marco don't don't spoil me i know you want to (laughs) the truth is is that i mean you know these books started started being written i mean Years and years and years ago. I mean, even you know, back when I was young, and so I guess the the difficult thing for me to get through is, like, I know there's got to be an expectation for book readers coming into this show. I mean, into I mean, uh, all the way back to season one. But like, has there been? I mean, I know there's disappointments, and I know there's there's always going always going to be arguments about ad- adaptation and and how D and D have done it, but like. Of the past, like, uh, I don't know, maybe from the first season, just so we don't get into spoiler territory, like what is something that you were not pleased with that they did? Or is there is there anything y'all can uh, just kind of give me an idea of like what they didn't do something that, that you wish they would have done a different way? Is there anything like that? Marco, that's all you, buddy.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the Corin Halfhand storyline in the second season could mm. be much more developed right and i think that's the pretty much the only gripe i have that there was really weak compared to what's there in the books though so we we've heard through some channels that there were some objective reasons why they failed to portray that on screen and we might learn about it at some point or, or not but um sadly that that was that was lacking right um and it's just that you know how much more powerful that is in the books and you know that it could be translated to screen, but it didn't quite manage to get there. And th- that, that, that's a shame for, for the, for the Unsullied to miss.
3: Actually. So, so he was like a, he was like a major guy. And then of course, when Jon Snow kills him, you know it's yes, it, it had some dramatic effect on you know Unsullied viewers, but not not as much as it should have.
1: Right, there's there's much more exposition. the the the, the relationship between Jon and Corrin is, is is really much stronger. It's developed further, and then it it means so much more when when Jon kills him. And there are some really good lines that never made it to the show either. So. Yeah. that's
4: a great point yeah it's you know it's a bummer because it it is less full in the show than than it is in the book and you kind of did want to see that but you can also you can also see where they had to make a tough decision and they had to say we've only got so much time this season and is it going to be the you know is it going to be the john and half hand show or is it going to be the the john and egret show and i i think that that relationship ultimately is probably more important to John's story arc so that that's what they went with. So you can kind of see that you know, they, they had to make a tough decision there, but I think they've done a really tremendous job adapting the show, and there, I have very few gripes while I'm watching it uh, for things that are left out.
5: I think that um, yeah, it's interesting because I saw the, the first season before I started reading the books, and I remember how close, um, at least for A Game of Thrones, you know, Literally, not not necessarily word for word, but I almost felt like the the first season was a a perfect duplicate of the book. And then, obviously, as they moved into season two, things changed a little bit. Um, I know you said don't get too far ahead, you know, to to not possibly get into spoiler territory. Um, But there are definitely some things that haven't been developed that I noticed in. At least in the first episode of season four, they sped up much more quickly because they didn't take the time to develop it in season three um, and then I also think that there was a potential ending to season three that a lot of people were looking forward to that hopefully is included in season four so I, I think it and I think it's something that would upset a lot of sullied um, if it is not included and I'll just leave it at that. I won't go into any detail.
2: Kind of on this topic though, uh one of the things that uh one of my buddies is is, is talking to me about almost nonstop stop, is the animated histories that appear on the home video like Blu-ray uh releases. Have you guys watched any of these? You know what this is all about? Yeah, they're oh, on all YouTube. Of them. Oh, they are on YouTube. Yeah, you can
4: see a bunch of them on. I don't know if they're all on there, but a lot mm-hmm. of them are on there.
2: Because they get the actors who play the characters in the show to go into sort of the appendix and the history and the backstory that's written out, you know, in the ends of these books. At least the end of Clash of Kings has an appendix. And it's like an animated it's story time, basically, with these actors recounting and sometimes they'll do different like opposing sides of the same story like the battle at the fork and apparently like that that to me and i have i have yet to watch a single one but i'm told that they are absolutely amazing and really an alternate kind of way to get some of this book material into like the show like it meshes it mixes it with the show in 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 that way that they have these actors reading this So it kind of I don't know is like an apologia for you know these storylines that get cut, but also things like the flashbacks. Like this show does not do flashbacks, but the books do do flashbacks, and so you know at least in certain ways. And so it's kind of a nice a happy medium or. You know just just it's supplemental, but it it just seems to be like it would be something really, really cool, and apparently they they're still going strong on the home video releases there
4: There's a lot of exposition, and I think that as a non book reader, it can really enrich your experience of the show by making things that are in the show that are hinted at make a lot more sense to you. I think it's a choice you have to make because there are some things that maybe they're going to, you know, if you want to go for the full on just the show experience and not have anything else, then maybe you don't want to watch them. But I don't think it really spoils anything, but it really maybe enriches your experience of watching the show.
3: I don't think it's spoiled anything for me. I mean, I, it's one of my favorite things when I get the Blu-rays and One of the things that I plan on doing, uh, you know, this week before the premiere is to watch the ones on the new, uh, uh, the S3 Blu-ray. And, um, you know, I I recommend it to anybody, you know, to anybody that just watches the show. I recommend it because there's so much information in it. And I've just been able, you know, I don't think any of it's spoiler stuff. Maybe I, I could be wrong. But you know, since I haven't read the books, I have nothing to compare it to, and, and so it's all relative. But I just think it's it's all just outstanding information, and I and I, and I love them. I love the way they they animate them, and they get the the, uh, the actors to read them, and uh, it's very very well done. I think. Uh,
2: yeah, and just in general, I came across uh, a summary here on uh, Den of Geek uh, dot com about things that were specifically revealed on the Blu-ray in additional extra footage. Uh, And really, it's just, you know, it's kind of like what they've been doing pre-hashing season four. On the season three Blu-ray, they They'll have have interviews. There's an hour-long documentary where they talk about, you know, sort of the show experience making the show last year and leading into the new year. And it's an interesting write-up, you know, certain character moments. And again, it's kind of like... It goes a little way into foreshadowing and telling us what we're going to expect without specifically telling us what we're going to expect.
5: I I think that uh, one of the great things that the show does do is it has last time on Game of Thrones or previously on Game of Thrones. They very purposefully include um, things that have happened in the past that are relevant to the particular episode that's coming up, even if these things – may have happened very, very far in the past. So is this where we officially ask
0: everyone if we could definitively say, if you have to say it out loud on a podcast, what it is that you're looking forward to most in Season 4, without spoiling those of us who aren't spoiled.
2: (laughs) It's like a pre-own.
0: Yeah, can can we do that now? Is this the time and place for it? Let's do it, man. All right, well, who wants to go first?
2: I'll go. I'm looking forward to Theon's escape. Um, hopefully the bastard of Bolton dies. Who said he escaped? Well, I've seen him on horseback. Oh, he could still be in the employee of the t- You suck, Michael. <laughs> You've heard
5: of dreams and flashbacks, haven't you?
2: You've just crushed my dreams and my flashbacks. Thank I, you.
5: That's Okay, so this episode was a success. Yes, <laughs> thank you.
0: Uh, if I have to throw my hat in the ring, I'm going to say that I am looking forward to the storyline of Bran, Hodor, and that company moving forward. The reeds moving into north of the wall territory. I think it's going to be probably the most interesting stuff that happens
5: for me. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens to the Lannisters. Just having seen the trailers and things don't look as cheery as they were at the end of uh, you know last season, or even two seasons ago. You know, winning Blackwater um, and then mm. with the Red Wedding last season. We
2: talked about how they were. on Yeah, town.
5: we've talked a lot about that, but you know, with the Red Viper uh, coming to town and. Yeah, you know, the Terrell's there as well.
1: As for, as for me, there's two things that I'm excited about. One is the overall pacing of the season, because there's so many big things going to happen, and not all happen at the very end. So it's going to be a very different season from the previous ones. And the second thing I'm actually looking forward to is, is Yara's storyline, because that will uh-huh. be something completely new. And I wonder how where 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 it's going to end up and how they're going to tie it back into the to the book canon story so uh yeah two very interesting things coming up
4: on so the mark on the on the pacing i think it's going to be really exciting because i think ever since ned uh, uh, sort of part of the fan culture of the show specifically is this the sort of the oh shit moment when's going to be the next oh shit moment and i think right. there's going to be a lot of oh shit moments in this season so it's going to be a little bit uh, more unpredictable for the unsullied uh but i'm looking forward to seeing the stannis storyline and where stannis ends up and
3: where stannis yeah. goes
4: from here stannis and davos great choice I should have picked that. Now that I think about
3: it, <laughs> that is good. I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I've got to echo the brand thing because. Okay, I feel better. I think. No, no, no. I really do. I, like, I think it's extremely important, and I think it's one of those things that um, maybe on the show just got overshadowed a little bit because you know there's a lot that happens in 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 309 uh, before the red wedding that you know, you, you kind of, I don't know, you kind of, it gets filed back in the back just because everybody's going, oh my God, what the hell just happened? And, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, important things I think that happened with brand storyline that, that just kind of gets shoved to the back. And, uh, I mean, it's got to be a, a huge part of the story. I mean, there's just got to be a lot more to it. So I'm really, really looking forward to that, seeing what they get into. I mean, if you look at the interview with Christian Noren, he he looks like he's messed up pretty bad so it's not a you know it's not a walk uh, walk in the park with the white walkers apparently so uh, and then i want to see uh, i want to see ramsey and uh, and roose together i want to yeah. see that interaction so i'm looking forward to that a lot
0: well i guess now is where we say goodbye to marco because he has to leave he's on other people time completely across the planet
1: <laughs> exactly on, on europe time I hear some birds chirping, but I'm not fooled. I know winter's coming, so I have to prepare. <laughs> One more week to go. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> nice. we
0: officially say goodbye to you, sir, and, and welcome you, and hope that you come back very soon. Say bye, everybody. Listen, Today I'm Marco. See you, Marco. Later, bye, Marco. Bye. See you next time. <laughs> now that now that we've said goodbye to Marco, I I have to reply to Oz and say I think that seeing Ramsey and his father together is going to be awesome.
2: I thought he was the wayward son. I thought Bruce yeah. was like, yeah, I'm crazy, but my son, man, he's he's crazy, crazy.
0: After the Red Wedding, though, all bets are off. I really don't know what to expect from the Boltons. My mom was asking me specifically about the Boltons. Actually, today is my brother's birthday, my big brother. And she was just talking to me about Game of Thrones because the new season's coming and it's all exciting and uh, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, the Boltons. So the thing about... Theo Grayson.
4: Theo? Like, the, like Theo from The Cosby, show? The,
3: Cosby thing,
0: show? the thing about Theo Grayson, and I'm like, Theon Greyjoy. She's like, yeah, the thing about Theo, Theon Greyjoy, uh, she was like that X thing when they brought him back. That X. And I was like, aha, yeah, you see? That X thing. So I think that um, it's not just something. Stuff like that. I don't think that it was ever a question, but I, I have a little bit of proof in front of me because um, outside of the people I record the podcast with, I don't do much Game of Thrones talking in my normal work. So I, I think that we have uh, an unofficial verification that people are catching uh, on to things like the Bolton Sigil being gone, the uh, torture device, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's a great point.
3: Uh, you know, something I noticed uh, was uh, I, I had never noticed, and this is just weird. It's one of those things going back and you're just, you know, watching. I happened to turn on uh, HBO Zone the other night and. Um one of the first season episodes was on and there's a there's a, a conversation going on between uh John Umber and, and Rob Stark where they kinda get into an argument. Um and uh, of course Rob's direwolf goes and takes off a couple of fingers, but in the background <laughs> uh there's a Bolton, the the Bolton sigils back there, the Bolton banners back there. And it's like, you know, the first season, I, I had no idea what I was looking for, but I saw it the other night and I went, well, you know, I'll be damned. There they are already. <laughs> so, I you know, it's just one of those things I, I could go back and catch. It's all those details. And yeah. you we're also we're also dialed into the dialogue because I don't want to miss anything. But then you go back and you see how much detail they put into it. And I mean, it's it's really impressive. They they really could have screwed it up, guys, but they didn't. I mean, it's it's really an unbelievable show. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like the books, there's a whole lot of that subtle stuff that's there but isn't necessarily talked about, and I think George is really good at – like how do you put something subtly in with writing because you're actually writing it down pen to page, but right. specifically with that Bolton story, I think that was pretty subtly yeah. handled, and I think that they – after all is said and done, now that we have kind of seen how it happens, and now that we're going to see how it happens even more so after all of this in season four, I think that they handled the the Ramsey and the whole entire Bolton situation and being the cloaks, blah blah blah. I think that they handled it pretty well.
5: Well, there's another moment too, and uh, I can't remember exactly when um, when Rob has his map out um, where the Bolton sigil is one of those little pieces. Yeah, uh, that mm-hmm. that's there. Um, so that's just another little nugget, um, tip of the cap, so to speak, but. I really liked what marco and and Patty cakes were saying about the uh, <laughs> Patty, I, Patty uh cakes. about the, p i'm just going to call him p <laughs> uh, about the uh the pacing of this season and and particularly because we've heard in a number of different interviews a lot of the uh actors say that there are multiple episode nines or the equivalent right. of episode nines in this season and that just has to get you excited. I mean if that doesn't get you pumped and ready to watch no, the season over the next 10, 12 weeks, whatever it's going to be, I don't, I don't know what to tell That's you. It's going to be awesome. I just think it's
0: it's good because it's it's more of a chance that my friends – and I know all of you listening understand this – that my friends and some of my other friends um, will even hear about Game of Thrones or, or care about watching a little bit because I want more people to watch Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like I I, I hope that – I hope that season four with as much that there is to talk about, which is what we've been told unofficially through these endless streams of interviews and et cetera, et cetera, is that this Mm -hmm. is going to be exactly how you're describing it, Micah. And if that is the case, I do hope that that helps the show reach a much wider audience because I just think that there's so much to be excited about. And if the, the recent events the past few weeks have been any kind of indicator that people are having fun with this, then I think that it should happen for sure. It should It should grow. I think that it's in the position to keep growing, though.
2: And maybe the show will even get some Emmy love again. Um, You know, it's been a little while. The show has been consistently awesome. And, you know, nobody goes in it, you know, to make the awards. But at the same time, you know, seeing how it was recognized in season one, it'd be nice to have that again, because this season from all that we're hearing is just going to be absolutely the most amazing show on television.
5: Breaking Bad is done, right? So, yeah, <laughs> they have a chance.
2: Well, it is, however, uh there's that spin-off, better call Saul. Um, but also, I'm not quite sure if the last season is eligible because of the it has to do with like the air dates, right?
5: Well, j- just to touch on spoilers uh for a second, um we we talked a little bit about it towards the beginning of the episode and I'm I'm just overly impressed with how much is out there yet how few people seem to get spoiled and just knowing the fact that 7,000 people watched this first episode at the Barclays Center just last week I haven't really seen anything out there and even on our our Twitter you know from from as much that could be thrown at it as possible. Nobody spoils and Oh yeah. I was I was asked to I mean even in this
2: episode. You guys asked like how do I go outside? Well it's easy. I mean how do they keep from spoiling everybody? That's the real question.
0: The good people. That's what it good is. Good people. That's what it comes yeah. down
2: to. It's 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 good people. And I think that I wouldn't have been spoiled at the uh beer event if it wasn't a beer event. So Hey,
5: there was beer being drank at the Barclays Center too. Yeah, oh, so, but I mean,
2: you know, that's an just, excuse. It was still a small conversation. I think Nobody you need to
5: hunt that person the down. They killed somebody. It's
2: true, it's true. We just have we live <laughs> in a culture of decent people, which is great. <laughs> Do you feel
4: like Game of Thrones is a little more mainstream than Potter? Like it's a little I would bit cooler. I'd say it's cooler, more mainstream. Cooler in the sense that I, I feel like there were some people that were really just vindictive against Potter, you know, so they were the the types of jerks that like got in their cars and drove by uh, people standing in line to get the books and yelled, you know, Snape kills Dumbledore and Harry yeah. dies at the end. And, you know, I feel like more people are kind of into Thrones. There's, you know, there's more uh, more sex, more violence than in Potter. So it it maybe people view it as a little bit cooler. So there's just not sort of that um hate Game of Thrones hate.
2: You think people respect it more or? they treat it more seriously because it's a more serious show. I think it's
4: an adult show, right? So It's there's... an adult show. Yeah. Exactly I think right. that it's
0: respected more because all of us Potter kids grew up, and we care to watch it. We care to give it our attention. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so that's what I think, damn it. That and all the, all the boobs. All there's the boobs. a lot of boobs. There yeah. are.
3: All right, I, have, I got one more question. Uh, and I know that you guys see it. I mean, obviously we don't want any details or anything like that, but, like, Scale of five stars. Can you give it like uh, three stars, four stars, five stars? Thumbs For the up, first thumbs episode. down. Yeah.
0: Ooh, uh, Micah,
5: uh, I'd give it five stars because okay. it's still the month of March and nothing less is acceptable. Yeah, I give it five stars. <laughs> aside from that, no, I I really think that this season premiere it delivers on so many different levels and it's going to make you angry. It's going to make you laugh. Um, there's just so much stuff that happens in 60 minutes. I don't, it's probably not that long, but you get what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's really going to keep your attention. And it was interesting watching it in an arena with, you know, 7,000 other people around you. And it was like, you were watching a movie and, you know, you, you got cheers when certain people showed up and you got a lot of laughs out of a lot of different uh, scenes. Um, I think it's just a really great mix. And, Loose ends are definitely tied up in this episode uh, on a number of different levels, and you have closure to some things, and I just think it's the beginning of what's going to be a really epic season.
0: Absolutely. I think that they've really stepped it up in a lot of different ways, and I can't wait for everyone to see it. I can't wait for everyone to see the rest of the season. I think that it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be historical. And our approach to the show, I think it's going to be on a completely different level than it ever has been. And I'm just excited for the world to see it. Yeah,
2: Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see it.
0: So what do we do now? Is this where we cascade slowly into the ending of our episode? We've only got a select few amount of days left, but I'm really glad that we were able to pull in some of our friends for this cathartic release. Because I feel like I'm officially ready to tackle the episode on Sunday night, right after we get done watching it and we record
5: the episode that will play that next Monday morning. Yeah, Definitely. can I, can I just add one more thing? Nobody makes an entrance like over in Martell. Hmm. That's all I'll say.
4: Okay, that wow. sounds nobody. Nobody right?
5: on the show. We'll make an entrance like this guy does. Is,
4: it's even better than uh than Tywin's entrance into the throne room with his yeah, horse shit?
5: No,
0: not better than that. Nope.
4: <laughs> How
3: can it be better than that? <laughs> nope. I hope it's not over and shitting. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though oh, he might
5: gross. be into that too. We don't know that.
2: Yeah, yet. We don't know yet. I know <laughs> nothing, gentlemen. You know nothing. Well, guys, you know what? There we got something on our Twitter, and we were just because we were talking about this on this on this episode about um holding back in the use of spoilers. This was sent uh, to us by Allie Tarwater, a friend and listener to this show, and it's a newspaper clipping. I love how you can send newspaper clippings to each other these days by just photographing them with your phone Uh (laughs) and putting them on Twitter Mm -hmm. rather than having to mail them. I still get mailed newspaper clippings from my grandmother. Anyway... This newspaper clipping says Spoilered rotten kids Apparently rowdy students in a school Were stunned into silence After their maths teacher threatened them With Game of Thrones spoilers Yes The, the fed-up oh. teacher <laughs> asked students At the Belgian school who watched the fantasy show And most of them said they did Quote I have read all the books And from now on When there is too much noise I will write the name of the next death Oh, End quote. God. The teacher said, silencing the room. That's horrible. That's power. That's effed up. <laughs> it's
4: just effed up. She's going to lose her
0: job.
2: Knowledge is power. Power is power. Whiteboard, whatever she writes up on the, uh, or maybe it's a blackboard. I don't know how modern this
0: is. Try erase, I'm sure.
2: So
3: whatever um, happened to the damn paddle? <laughs>
2: whatever happened to
0: the <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're like, please, I'll take corporal punishment over this.
2: Please. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly how it is in Belgium.
0: That's perfect.
5: That's, that's... Uh, Interesting tactic to take against your students.
2: You got to do what works, and apparently, kids who are way too young to be watching this show are watching this show.
5: I can't tell you how many nights
0: I snuck in, uh, like, to my living room when it was ten thirty, and I thought that was really late to watch Mortal Kombat on Stars. The first one, yeah, of course, the first one. Johnny Cage, Goro, bring it
5: on.
2: Your soul is mine. But I mean, yeah. are, we,
5: are we surprised? You know, th- think about like what would you try and watch on HBO late at night? Mm. Similar stuff to Game of Thrones, right? Am I the only one? No, you're <laughs> definitely not the only one. So
2: we had that newspaper clipping from Allie. Thank you for sharing. Uh, she, of course, shared it uh, via our Twitter account, our Twitter feed. We can be found at twitter.com slash gameofowns. Or if you're already logged into Twitter, just at us at gameofowns. Mm-hmm. That is not the only method. You can also scroll upon our wall, which is, of course, our Facebook wall located at facebook.com slash gameofowns. We have an email address as well where you can send entire letters and entire newspapers, actually, if you take a photo of them. Contact at (laughs) gameofowns.com is our email address. And, uh, you know, we had a few entrants uh, to the contest I held, which nobody knew about, uh, called (laughs) Send Me a New Phone Background Desktop. Okay. Uh, And over Twitter, this also just happened over Twitter, uh, Kendra Griffey sent us a photo of a baby camel. It is the whitest, snowiest camel I've ever seen. It's beautiful. And Kendra says, I will squeeze him and hug him and call him Shaga. Perfect. Um,
5: (laughs) That's a great uh, name for a camel, by the way. It's so
0: cute.
2: Congratulations, Kendra. You've won. This is the cutest camel, and it is now my phone background. Thank you.
0: (laughs) We still have two gentlemen remaining as guests on this show, and I think that they would each like to tell you where they live in this world. Not their actual home addresses, but maybe an internet address that you can find them if you so choose to.
4: Uh, yeah, you can find me Patty Cakes at <laughs> rpatrickallen <laughs> on Twitter, uh, and of course you should check out fansided.com for all your sports and entertainment needs. The Fansided Network, of which Winter is coming, is now a part. We're very excited about that. Uh, so we got a lot of really a uh, lot of really great sites for you to check out. Um, starting some new fan sites. Starting a True Detective site. Starting a Walking Dead site that's coming up here in a few uh, hours. So check it out. Don't just stay on Wick. Expand your mind and check out the rest of the fan side of the network. It's a cool place. But if you want to stay on Wick,
0: But you can uh, stay on WIC. You always yeah. come back to WIC. <laughs> you can Wick. leave the tab open. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> right. If you do choose to hang around on Winner's Coming, you may find a post come down the line from a certain friend of ours. And he goes by the name of Oz.
3: Gentlemen. Hey, I, first of all, let me just say thank you guys for having me. Uh, this is my goo debut
5: it is. And I've been
3: I've been wanting to say goo debut for a long time. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh and so, I just want uh, I want Patrick to know that I would really like to call you pea cakes if that's okay. Yeah. Peacakes. I like yeah, that. Just, yeah. Okay. A P cakes for short. I P m
4: like... P money'd be okay too, but I, I like, like P money.
3: Yeah. P money, P money's good. Right. Pretty and good. uh look guys, you know, I, I just uh, I try to stay away from spoilers like as bad as I can and as much as I would like to send out information I scared to death somebody's gonna you know shoot me a email that says hey oz uh guess who dies tomorrow and right. i don't want that but you know i you know i'm on twitter um uh Osborne 34, O-Z-B-O-R-N 34. Uh, if you swear not to send me spoilers, and if you do, I'll report you to Twitter, and they'll laugh at me and say you're an idiot. <laughs> and, uh, it will make no difference. But, you know, just as long as you're cool and you don't uh, spoil a man, then we're all good. We're groovy, guys, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me. It's a good show, and uh, the dedication that you guys have to this show is is pretty spectacular. So, uh, you know, what are you on episode, like 206 now or something like that? I think something like that. It's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. We will certainly have you back, sir. I think it's a, a breath of fresh air for a lot of our listeners to finally put a a, a voice to the name at least, right?
3: Well, I definitely hope so. I hope I didn't disappoint. Not at all. P Cakes, you're the man. Oh, the man. I try.
4: I, I, I'm doing my best, man. You're doing good. Don't want to be a poser. <laughs> As a listener of the show... I'm I'm kind of disappointed that I know that when this ends, I'm not going to hear the music start coming up because that's my I favorite know. part. Is You know, listening <laughs> to it is actually hearing the music. But I don't know, like, when could it come? Like, it could be coming up right now, you know, is, but yeah. I'm listening You're tomorrow. you going to hear it coming. Yeah. Is
3: it coming? We can but, sing it to you just,
0: when it's about time for it to come, if you guys would like us to. Please. Like it's just, uh, Although I think before it. we leave today, Micah will approach us with tidings of Great Joy
5: from iTunes. Am I correct in this, Micah? It is still the month of March. So nothing less than five stars is acceptable over on iTunes, where you can leave us a uh, nice little rate and review, just like Griffey Lad did, uh, who says – this is a very self-serving review. I'm just putting that out there uh, at the beginning. (laughs) This is the best Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire podcast I have found, intelligent, professional, and still feels like I'm sitting in my living room with friends. They keep me excited and engaged in the series, both mediums, even during periods of production stagnation. That's an interesting way to put it. Even better, they bring new theories and thoughts that have never crossed my thoroughly sullied mind. Thank you, and keep it up. Thank you, Griffy Lad. Uh, Another one here from Georgie Sweeting, who uh, put a very nice title in there, You Subscribe or You Die. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's that serious, but... Uh she's all the way from Australia, and she says, "In the game of Owns, you subscribe or you die. This podcast <laughs> is the absolute best for Game of Thrones' news theory and discussion. Not only is it intelligent but it is also hilarious a hilarious addition to my week. unlike other podcasts, it's regularly delivered to your ears and always quality. Can't wait for each episode and the new season to start p s pretty please. Can I have a shout-out for my 18th name day on March 30th? What a coincidence, uh, which I'll be <laughs> celebrating in true Robert Baratheon style. Happy
2: birthday! We are recording this on the 30th, so we can safely say that we wish you a happy birthday today, right now. Happy birthday. Happy, happy, birthday.
0: Birthday. happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Georgie Sweeting from
2: Australia. Georgie? happy name day. Yeah, Ooh, happy name day.
5: day. Excuse me. Happy name day. Yes. Mike. All right, Zach, here we go. Cue the music. Uh, (laughs) final music is coming
3: it's coming right now you're living in it now I'm so excited can't believe it
5: the final review from Glenn aka The One read it fast so the music doesn't die (laughs) I started listening to this podcast about two months ago at the time I was more or less sampled or sorry at the time I more or less sampled a few other Game of Thrones theme shows but this has been my favorite of them all. Then we don't have
0: time to read your entire review, but thanks, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, I found the new
5: host to be insightful and entertaining with an evident passion and enthusiasm for both the TV show and the book series. You have earned a loyal fan. Adieu. What? What was that last word? Adieu. How the fuck you want me to say it? Adieu. <And goodbye. laughs>
3: well, uh... Adieu.
5: It's
2: okay, Micah. That one trips me up, too. Goodbye, Bye, everybody. everybody. Adieu. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: did Ooh, someone has outside. some wind <laughs> somebody's got some wind <laughs> he's outside and wind chimes
5: Was <laughs> that was that for effect well, i think that was real
1: oh. is that what it's like the, wind, some, the winds
2: of some... winter
0: so uh do we say bye to everyone now
2: <laughs> no we say adieu
0: make sure to keep listening this week because the show is almost here
2: shit's about to get real
0: don't mm-hmm. all... don't watch don't don't what?
2: Don't pronounce your D's like T's. What?
1: <laughs> He's right. Listen to the man.